0: So hello, folks, and welcome to yet another episode from the Sales Chat Show. I'm Simon Hazeldean, and I'm joined in the Sales Chat Show studio by Mr. Graham Jones and Mr. Anthony Steers. And our topic of conversation this time is your salespeople are currently wasting one day a week and it's costing you a lot of revenue. We are talking sales productivity, folks, and this conversation was stimulated as it often is by Mr. Jones, finding a nice little piece of research with some data for us to to look at so Mr Jones I'm going to hand over to you to introduce the topic and the uh, the research that you've looked at
1: yeah before anybody thinks it's my research I need to credit McKinsey who's got I, the I'm research s- yes I so you find the research <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah so yeah. let's
0: not let's not overstate our uh, okay <laughs> well, good, hey, old, hey, good old me, McKinsey, McKinsey.
1: McKinsey are good enough to send it to me every time they yeah. do something. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I think that might be more due to the fact that I signed up to their newsletter. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm only guessing. Um, but this is a study they completed um, at the beginning of July uh, 2023. And uh, that research was looking at 500 businesses from all kinds of different sectors and you know, how well they were doing in sales terms. And what they discovered was that uh, for the the people, the, the quarter of those businesses who were the most productive, their sales margins were two and a half times greater than the people at the bottom of the list. And so consequently, the more productive you are, the more productivity you have as a salesperson, the greater your sales are going to be. And what they identified were lots of areas where actually salespeople are wasting a great deal of time. And so those people at the bottom of the list are spending their time in lots of non-customer-facing activity that actually somebody else could do other than the salesperson. And that's what happens at the top end. So the top end are delegating those non-customer-facing elements of their activity to somebody else, allowing the salespeople more time-facing customers, and thereby they're selling more and making greater margin on what they're selling as well.
0: Yeah, because I mean, it, it, I guess it's kind. It feels kind of obvious that you're going to sell more if your salespeople are in front of customers more often. But the margin one is interesting as well, and that's. Uh, was there well, any? Was there any? Was there any data about why margin?
1: And uh, not in the report that I read, but in the more in-depth one, I'm sure there is. But yeah. uh, I think that um, it, what you would imagine is that if you're spending more time with your customer yeah. you are able to go deeper into their needs and mm. therefore you're able to offer more solutions and more yeah um, <clears throat> or bespoke things that therefore you're going to charge more money for so i'm guessing that it's simply um i don't know if we've covered this theme before on the sales chat show remind me but it might be great getting to understand your customers better is a good idea i don't know if we've ever spoken about that but we
0: might have we might have touched on it just once or twice across 250 plus episodes so I'm yeah guess,
1: i'm guessing that's where the, yeah. the that mm. research would go is that the more customer facing time you have the better yeah, you understand yeah. your customers
0: yeah yeah you got you less less time pressure maybe so you i used to say you you have time to dig deeper and and, and explore and diagnose better so what were the um in the research what sort of activities were highlighted as being possible activities to move across to someone else or to automation
1: yeah there were several things that could be automated so elements of research for example could be automated or given to somebody else um so you could get you know even chat GPT to do lots of research for you um, on your potential clients, the marketplace, whatever it is rather than having to do it yourself. So you could automate lots of things, Uh, automating things like the post sales reports. So even though you, you would need a bit of input about the activity you did with the customer, uh, all of the impact of what was sold and where it was sold and mm. you know, how much money was made is all in the data somewhere, but you could automate that. Um, yeah. So you know, having automation systems within your company database, for example, that produces reports and routines regularly for you without you having to dig them out yourself uh, is something else that would, would save time. Um, And and so would, um, you know, activities all around reporting, research, any of those kind of activities could be delegated as well as automated. So if there was something complicated you needed doing, why do you need to do that? There should be in the organization somebody like a sales assistant or whatever whose task is to do the research for you so that you don't have to waste your time on doing it you as a salesperson spend your time with the customer whilst your sales assistant is doing the research.
0: But I guess also think, I mean, there's probably a case for the the salesperson, the customer-facing salesperson doing some of the more in-depth research or joining the dots from yeah. what they found out in the research. But, you know, I'm thinking of like a typical new account process in a crm you know what's the address telephone numbers how many employees how many sites what do they do what industry are they in what's the website address that can all be done by either automation or can be done by you know like you say a sales support person sales admin support because that that's quite laborious kind of important really important information to have but but kind of kind of laborious to to pull it to pull it all together and Anthony I know you've you've got a little bit of a of a thing on research haven't you although I'm, i am sure <laughs> that as you are a member of the esteemed sales chat show team you you oh, value geez. research but also a little bit of a caveat isn't there from you that research <sighs> is sometimes a little bit of an excuse it's, for it's, not doing
2: something <laughs> absolutely if we run sort of live call clinics and when i do training uh, or power hours and stuff with clients the people who are least productive find other tasks other than speaking to clients or at least attempting to reach them to look busy. And research yeah. seems to be one of those ones where people go down a bit of a rabbit hole. And it's really kind of quite interesting. We we want to know more about our clients, um, but we've also got to store this information somewhere as well. Um, so it's important that when you find it, it, it's getting logged away somewhere so that it's useful because quite often when you do phone that client, after finding that that little nugget of research that you know is going to help blossom your relationship, you phone them and then you find out they're on holiday for two weeks. And they've just gone on holiday and you now have to save this information and your excitement for another two weeks, maybe three, give them a chance to catch up before you can then use this. So... Uh, Like you said, I think using um, automation and AI to help you pull information together will certainly save a lot of time. I know not all information that it pulls together will necessarily be accurate, but it will certainly give you a a good, bigger picture of what's going on. And I also know that there's a a few salespeople who use dictation software to do their notes on the CRM system, just because they find it quicker to quickly say what the notes should be so that the CRM is updated, because they know that information is ammunition and if you don't leave notes you're either setting a trap for yourself or one of your colleagues to phone next time
1: I've, so, got, a, I've got a telephone tip about notes because often people say to me oh you know I, I'm going from appointment to appointment I haven't got time to make notes mm-hmm. and I say it's really easy because you can even use hands-free whilst you're driving from appointment to appointment to phone yourself And if you phone yourself, your phone will be engaged. And guess what? It will go to voicemail. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you can leave yourself a voicemail uh, Mm -hmm. with your notes. Absolutely. Telephone yourself um, if you need to take notes. If you haven't got dictation equipment or whatever, or you haven't got a CRM that will take an audio file, um, just phone yourself and you've made your notes.
0: And, and that, you can transcription apps or whatever, yeah, or, or, it's,
2: and away you go. It's one of the things that, um, yeah, voicemail sounds so much easier. I, I think I probably overcomplicated it, but when I work with guys who are on the road a lot, voice memos,
1: yeah
2: same, same as a voicemail, yeah.
1: yeah,
2: pull over after the conversation, quickly record a voice note. It takes you 30 seconds, and then you can type it up when you get back, or you can get let some AI do it. So, um, yeah, yeah I think, think, think we need to embrace this technology so that we can do more, but then. Less people are traveling now. I gave that example of obviously being in the car. If if we're now using Zoom and virtual meetings, we're more productive because you can do multiple sales meetings in a day rather than traveling to one in the morning and one in the afternoon. But that used to happen.
1: Yeah. And you can, but you can use um, AI like otter, otter.ai yeah. to transcribe everything, creates Word documents. It's mm-hmm. accuracy is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and so, um yeah, just plug that in, and away you go. You've typed up your notes just by having a chat. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think I certainly, as you mentioned, chat um, GPT. You know, and, and yes, there are some and, and similar, and there are some limitations with with some of it, of course. But I mean, the 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 rate that it is developing. You know, I, I certainly I got very excited the first time. I think, Graeme, you introduced me to it. And I was thinking, God, this makes researching customers like a nanosecond. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this does this does all the heavy research, lifting. And the but Yes, of course, you've got to check it out. But mm-hmm. in the same way that if I sat on a website and poured over it for 15, 30 minutes, I've still got to check out what I find with the customer mm-hmm. because it might not necessarily be, you know, 100%. You know, what they've got on their website might not reflect the current reality they're facing. But it gives you the start, doesn't it? And I think to Anthony's point, if you can do your research as fast as possible, you can then move on to doing what's most important, which is using your research to inform that conversation with
1: your customer. I want to go back on something you said there, because you're saying that the website may not be 100% real. Are you suggesting that people have on their websites things that might make their company seem good and better than it might actually be in reality? I did.
0: Well, I, I, how, how dare you make that sort of accusation? Yes. No. <laughs> well, also, no, they just, they just genuinely, they mm-hmm. do sometimes just genuinely go a little bit out of date, right? Because yeah. they, the, the world's changing so quickly and it might not, it might not reflect their new office opening that they've but had. That's they why they the marketing really people
1: listening. should be automating the updates on their website. Yeah. yeah so the, the marketing department also needs to think about their productivity In fact, when you think about productivity as a whole, productivity worldwide has been static for the last 15 years. So we are less productive than we should be. So if productivity in business had been going up at the same uh, trajectory as it had been going from when productivity was first measured after the Second World War, so the graph just goes up and up and up. We should be about 25% higher than where we are at the moment. Wow. Um, but we've been static for 15 years. And a lot of that is down to poor product, poor productivity in individual terms, because we're all, you know, like you're saying about salespeople doing research, that the research is never ending on the internet. Yes. And so as humans, yes. we go our brain goes, well, there's more to find out. Well, I'd better find yeah. out more then. And you find out more. And there's another link to follow and another link to follow. And then somebody comes along and says, have you heard of this website? They've got a great way of doing research. Oh, I better do that. And I better, do, and you know, six months later, you still haven't produced your two-page report on your client. Um, mm. So all of the technology that we as humans use is actually making us less productive. And they, the McKinsey report uh, shows that What's happening with those top businesses is that, to some extent, I guess they've realized that. And what they're doing is the most productive thing you can do as a salesperson is be in touch with your customers. And anything that is destroying that is taking you away from that extra profit you could be earning. And so all of those kind of things can be automated. It means that then we don't get drawn into hours and hours and hours of endless research And I like the way, you know, people call it research. What they mean is they're surfing the Internet. That's not research.
0: Um, I I think it's about I mean, I'm a big I'm a big advocate of you need to be an expert on your customers on your customers business. But talking to them, having meetings with them is probably going to be one of the richest sources of the actual information about what's going on. And the the
2: pre-research is done just to inform that.
0: Yeah. And I think well, also well, research
2: did... research is a stepping stone towards finding out the truth. So really, I think what most salespeople should do is rather than thinking this information is all fact, yeah, is use this information to find out what's factually correct and relevant. Uh I like phoning people and going, Oh, I was doing a bit of research before I called you. And yeah, is this right that I read about you? And and actually, it's not me saying, I know you did this or I've read that. It's that oh, this caught my eye and actually yeah. stuck. Did, and you can then be inquisitive and you can confirm what's factual and what information perhaps is less accurate. Like you say, I remember one website for a client that I phoned and they had this big thing about reducing their carbon, um, their carbon footprint. And then when I spoke to them, They basically they basically confirmed that they liked saving money, but from a PR perspective, saving carbon is a much better way to phrase it. Um, So it was interesting because I'd had information thinking, oh my God, this is a really conscious kind of company, eco-friendly. Actually, it was a PR spin from a finance man. You kind of go, Oh, okay. (laughs)
1: Screenwashing. <laughs> uh,
0: yes, which I think will gradually become more and more unacceptable. Just saying to the businesses out there that are uh, putting a and so what other stuff? What other stuff? Either in the research or guys, what do we think is is the stuff that annoys salespeople and or damages productivity? Because the reason for just saying annoying, I'm. I'm reminded hmm. of Frederick Hertzberg's motivation, mm-hmm. uh, the work he did where you got the things that demotivate. Yep. And I seem to remember bureaucracy, Graham, that kind yep. of thing was in there. Policies, uh, probably probably some form. Of... I know when I'm working with salespeople, it's the it's that admin stuff they get very frustrated about, yep. don't they? I've been doing some work recently on sales productivity, and mm-hmm. a lot of them would say, yeah, Simon, I'm with you, but... <laughs> Yeah. this is how long it takes me to do this
1: take away the um admin um and you know either automate it or yeah. you know get it done um by people who don't mind doing the admin um and you can outsource admin there's all kinds yeah. of ways around this for businesses but thinking about it however uh, i can tell you that um that lack of productivity in business in general since 2008 is down to two things one thing that I've done a bit of research on and one thing that the Bank of England has done research on. And they both are effectively the same conclusion. The two things that are affecting productivity more than anything else is email. Email is the biggest productivity killer. Um, And so uh, that's one thing. And the second thing um, is the mobile phone. Um, and the mobile phone and email combined together. So this is what happens. Most people check their emails first on a mobile phone. And I say first because they check it on their mobile phone. And guess what? They then go back to the office and check the same email on a desktop or yeah. the same email on a laptop in, at home in the evening or whatever it is. Most people will open the same email several times. Now, if we will go back to the days of uh, print, uh, you had a letter that came in the post you dealt with it you stamped it or signed on it or made a note on it and then it was filed and you never looked at it again um you've done the work on it now i mean if you track people's emails so i track people's opening of emails on my um weekly newsletter and i can tell you there are some people who open the same email 50 times
0: now, I mean, it's a good newsletter. I know. I mean, yeah. like, even yeah, I don't open
1: it fifty times.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, I do. I mean, it's my, of course, it's my yeah, source it's, of Saturday morning and, I, That's
1: all I do on a Saturday. Yeah. But I, I don't understand why they're doing that. Why do they keep opening it? And it's, it's because they haven't filed it. It's because they, they, they're keeping it in their inbox and then they're clicking as they delete one email, it opens it up again. Yeah. It's wasting <laughs> their time. Yeah, they need to read it once and just share it with other people. That's all they need to do.
2: Yeah, but so some people would go through their emails, flag the ones they need to read properly later or that are going to require more time and hopefully either delete or follow the rest. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I, I can can imagine, you know, a couple of times, but the way we use email, so the way companies, nobody is trained in using email. You go go to work for a company, nobody sends you on an email course, but a lot of people, you know, I'm so old I can remember being sent on a letter writing course. I've never been sent on an email writing course. Mm. I have developed email writing courses. <laughs> I've never never been sent on one. And you think that it's just, we are as business as a whole, very unproductive. So a salesperson who's not using email very well, who isn't automating many of the functions we put into email yeah. is wasting their time. And the McKinsey report showed that yeah. those businesses that are well-organized in regard to, you know, communication and everything else Mm -hmm. they're actually gaining a day a week compared with the other businesses they've got one day a week more contact with customers than the other businesses who are not doing as well so it is everything like email like using the mobile phone wisely and not constantly you know scrolling and yeah, My guess is that you, everything.
2: you, you said the email is one and the mobile phone is the other. My guess is obviously some of the email is happening on the mobile phone. Yeah. But the mobile phone bit, I'm guessing, is social media and never yeah, em- ending yeah. scrolling. It's, it's yes. the constant
1: distraction of all the other things. And not using it phone. as a telephone. Yeah, yeah it's no. a phone. Yeah, use so, it as a phone. Yeah.
2: But with a, uh, now trying to look at solutions that we've seen people use that email thing i think we can all relate to getting lots of i remember a, a friend of ours uh, uh, mr clark used to have an auto responder on his emails that said something like i check my emails every day at three o'clock if you need a quicker response feel free to call me on this number yes. um and it was almost a way of managing in fact i think he even shrunk it down to like a tuesday and a thursday because he was either on a golf course or doing something else quite nice and glamorous um but i think if 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 you can manage other people's expectations and your own expectations around that, you, you can deal with a lot of emails without. Yeah. But yeah.
0: I'd, I'd just yeah. say, I want to just just slightly step back for a second from from, from you know being productive with your own email. Because having done recently, been doing some sort of sales productivity workshops with, with a lot of salespeople, email came up, right? And I'd say, how many did you get? Some of the same 300, 400, 500. Yeah. I don't think that the solution to that is is for, I don't know, somebody like graham to sort of teach them how to manage their email it, it is but the organization has to think about why are they being sent is it every time there's an order there's a confirmation they have to approve things i think you've got to think through the ecosystem that your sales people are working in but also as mm-hmm. i say step back decide what is it you want them to be doing and what is it you definitely don't want them to be doing because i think some of them are just getting auto generated you know um the order's been placed the order's done this this has happened to the order of the orders which is really important for somebody to know but it might not necessarily be the salesperson that you want out there that extra day a week which you could just do the maths is really simple it's 48 days if they've four days four weeks holiday that's 48 extra days of selling time right it's nuts isn't it yeah. right it's absolutely mm-hmm. it doesn't take you much across a sales team to have a free extra salesperson you know, in, no. if you think of that, that but,
1: uh, in hours. Going back to um, Anthony's point about Mr. Clark doing his email, you know, a couple of times a week, uh, for the, I can tell you what he was doing with the other days. Um, he was selling. He, he yes. wasn't on, he may <laughs> have been on the golf course, yeah. but um, he was mm-hmm. spending all his time selling and still does um, yeah. and not doing email. Um, one good example of this is Tim Ferriss, the author of the four hour work week. Um, and he's quite clear about his email policy. You can email him, but he doesn't check his emails. So you get a responder saying, "I check my emails every I think it's twenty one days or something ridiculous now. Um, yeah, so you'll you'll get a response, but you're gonna have to wait for it. Yeah If you really want to contact me, mm-hmm. then contact me through the places that I use productively to keep in touch with people. Okay. Um, and so if you know Tim Ferriss and his work, Um, you know how to get in touch with him and he will communicate through you know other channels but email wastes his time so he just tells people I'm not wasting my time on email I'll check it for the important stuff Um, but all those kind of reports that so it's the strategy of email that businesses lack yeah yeah, what's yeah. what's their strategy for email and you find that in businesses they've got email And people send a message and they don't get a response to that email the next day. So just to make sure, they send a Teams message on the same thing. And so now people have got an endless um, array of Teams messages about some aspects of sales, an endless array of emails to go through. And then they wonder why they're spending less time with their customers. And that's all down to strategy. Nobody in the business knows why are we using Teams and what are we using Teams for? Or why are we using Slack and and email? Slack was supposed to get rid of email, but businesses use both because there's no strategic thinking about communication within the organization. And that's why salespeople's productivity is not as good as it should be.
0: It's also not great for customer service or customer experience, because if you're emailing Fred or Frederica blogs, and they are on the phone or they're out visiting customers, you're not likely to get a very rapid response other than them on their smartphone. Whereas if you help your customers to contact their client support person or their, their sales support, they can get a a more than instant response because that person's logged on all the time and they can, they can respond more quickly and you give the customer rather than the customer having to wait for Anthony to stop making all of his phone calls and pick up his email occasionally so i think you just got to kind of like i say think through that whole Mm -hmm. ecosystem strategy and educate your customers about the best way they can get the best service in a way that they want obviously but you know if they want a very very rapid response speak to this person Yeah. yeah because i will i will be i will often be out with customers or talking to because that's that's how i run
1: yeah
0: now, if i'm running a session running workshops running trainings i can't be instant responsible that's why i have client support to who are available all day long to to answer uh, at least yeah. initial and initial it, response
2: at least then if there is the option to do that it's then the client's prerogative to go no 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 no. i want to wait for simon because we had a good chat he understands yeah. me yeah. i've or yeah. or it's uh, oh no this is an urgent one if he is in a meeting then yes who else can help me type yeah of thing. yeah
0: because, you know, if, it, if it's an existing customer and you've got ongoing business, a lot of that communication will probably be very capable of being dealt with by a, a competent client support yeah. person or, or admin support person that also gives you another point of contact into the customer, don't they? And, it, you know, they can also be finding out useful, useful information mm-hmm. as well. So I think
2: from a positioning perspective. I think it's down to the salesperson to highlight how great and useful the client support department Mm. is rather than trying to make themselves the superstar. Yeah. Um, Because I think in passing that credibility across, look, I'm happily answer any questions, but these guys have access to all of our systems. They're really quick. They're on it. They'll let me know exactly what they've told you. If there's anything they don't know, they'll let me know. And I think it's that passing that trust credibility piece on to the, to, to the other departments to, Free up your time. I suppose that's why you have that hunters and farmers thing, right? Hunters should be out
1: hunting. Farmers should be farming. But also that that kind of approach helps the customer because the customer perceives that, you know, they're being really looked after by this team of people rather than by this superstar salesperson. And what if that superstar salesperson leaves? You know, they've lost their contact. What if that superstar salesperson is on holiday? or is off sick, you know, they've got no contact with the company, and they might need it. Whereas if there's a team of people they can talk to, if they know that person in the research department, or that sales support person, um, then they can get, uh, you know, find out what they need to find out. And so actually, you know, being the kind of egotistical salesperson who is, you know, I'm the the fantastic salesperson, but Mm -hmm. doesn't actually engage with that team, um, then, unfortunately, your customer is going to lose out.
0: And I think to loop back to Anthony's comment, I still would say yes. The the whoever is the nominated main, for want of a better expression, salesperson has to coordinate that yeah. interaction yeah. with the customer and 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 liaise with the customer to make that happen. So so the prize is potentially twenty percent of your time, like a day, a day, a week of customer facing time. And some of the themes there's delegation to 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 somebody who could do something either faster more effectively or more cheaply you know i've brian tracy I, i'm i can't remember the exact specifics but he 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 on some one of his recordings i was listening to many years ago said you know work out work out what you earn an hour as a salesperson if it's a hundred dollars five hundred dollars whatever it all revenue you generate every hour you generate a thousand dollars of revenue whatever and don't do anything that's not at that level of work. So if, if if it can be done by somebody who paid $20 an hour, you delegate it down. And, and obviously, when Brian recorded that, automation was not what it is now, right? So yeah. clearly, it's either delegate, automate. And I think for the sales leaders, sales managers listening, think about your organization strategy. Graham said, what's your strategy for communication? Who goes where? Why? Why are some people being sent lots of emails? that maybe they'd, you know, they might even just be cc'd in on it or yeah. they they might be just required to authorize something why do they why do you want your f- customer facing salesperson to have to authorize everything it could potentially be done by somebody else you know so yeah. it it's it certainly from my recent experience of running sort of sales productivity workshops the volume of email back to graham your point from your research and, and the bank of england's around email <laughs> that came out as a big it's a big thing. People yeah. saying three hundred emails a day, four hundred. They're getting order, they're getting transactional stuff, aren't they?
2: To, to look yeah, at a lot the, of the process, time, yeah. and it's
0: clog, it's so, clogging up, clogging yeah, up. Yeah. So inbox. a simple
2: way of doing that is to have a client file or a project file where the updates go to. that has, yeah. the, the relevant people have access to if if asked for that information, yeah. rather than just constantly filling their inbox with yeah. minor updates or progress. You know, so
0: I think there's an organisational thing to look at the overall as a as a sort of phrase ecosystem. But individually, like Graham said, I don't think a lot of people get shown, for example, all the functionality in Outlook about filters and things like that 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 can help, right? It can't. I don't think. I don't think in an individual being as productive as they are in Outlook can can save them from some ridiculous tsunami of 500 emails a day, but it does help you know color coding flagging things like that there's an awful lot of tech isn't there even in outlook yeah. and in, you know in, in gmail etc that can be i think could be really useful to help people and inbox zero where there are various uh, bits of tech i think to help to help with that as well uh, gentlemen any any closing thoughts
2: Um, uh, Well, I'm going to give you a closing thought, but I'm going to include something that um, I I think is kind of a really useful tool from a productivity perspective. Um, uh, Things like Calendly by... Making your, your diary open and available to people to pick a, a slot that suits them, I think yeah. actually mm-hmm. facilitates a lot more scheduled conversations rather than the off the cuff or the follow up type ones. So I think using tools like that is is yeah. definitely something people should do. But like I mentioned earlier on, research tends to be the rabbit hole that some people really fall into and i think can zap a lot of time when they're not yeah. scrolling facebook and like you say even um graham you said that the research bit is purely just surfing the internet or well, sometimes it's just scrolling through social media platforms uh, make sure the research is useful and stored somewhere and if you can automate it or at least get it to do the the legwork for you i think that will save you so much time yeah. and you can go and put that information into practice and talk to people
0: yeah, use the research is there to inform your conversation with the customer about what the customer most needs, needs to achieve problems, challenges, etc. So I yeah. think it's probably just understanding when it when is enough enough. Absolutely. You know, good, yeah. good, good, good enough is good enough on the research point. You know, when now it's time to stop looking, start talking yeah. <laughs> to the customer about what you found out
2: absolutely i think i think diary management around that if you were to restrict five minutes of research before i phone this big new opportunity you can gather a lot in that time you could be there for 90 minutes and still be digging yeah
0: yeah. but eventually
2: but eventually you need to pick up that phone and ai is going to make that a matter of matter of seconds isn't it now
0: and and we'll get increasingly better mr jones closing thoughts from you good sir
1: i would just like to raise and etymological point if I can say the word on on the word origins (laughs) Um, so it's uh, interesting to consider the word research uh, because it's combined of two components re and search which (laughs) means you are doing the searching again and that's what happens with most people they will do some web surfing for a potential client and then they'll go back over it again and again and again you've done it once Don't research it. And that's what happens an awful lot of time. So, Google's data shows us that people keep searching for the same things over and over and over again. That's research or wasting time.
0: Graham, going in there, digging deep into the uh, the, the, the definitions of the words. So right. that's wonderful. Thank you, thank you very much, gentlemen. So as you said, your salespeople are currently wasting one day a week, and it's costing you a lot of revenue. So I hope that's inspired you to try to get an extra day a week back to actually be talking and speaking directly with your customers so hopefully you've picked up a few tips and ideas there folks thank you very much for listening to this episode there are well over 250 i it's about time we counted up again graham uh i know because i graham and i sort of sort out the episodes and getting them uploaded and I, I think we've lost count haven't we so we must there's at least 250 plus episodes
1: that means i've got to research it Oh my oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> in the in our back catalog available from wherever you prefer to get your podcast, please do subscribe to the Sales Chat show and you will be notified of new episodes as they are released which they are on a regular basis. And in the meantime, we'd like to wish you good luck and good sales productivity which will then lead to greater sales, folks. Thank you very much for listening. See you next time.